Glory to God who has given us salvation in his Son, Jesus Christ. Glory to God forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. And greetings and blessings to you on this, the 11th day of Christmas. And as we celebrate the great feast of the Lord's Epiphany. This is one of my favorite sermons to give in any year. So hopefully you don't remember it from last year. An epiphany is a revelation of things which are hidden. A manifestation and what is it that is being revealed but the identity of the child born in Bethlehem? The child born for you and for me. Who is this child, Jesus? If you look at the gospel that was just proclaimed, it starts off, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea. Now, even the name Jesus gives us insight to the question, who is this child? For the name Jesus, which is Greek, means the salvation of God. And so God's salvation has come for you, for me, in this child, Jesus. He is God's answer to your cry and to my cries for deliverance from sin and from death. He is God's answer to this fallen and broken world. He is the salvation of God. He brings God's salvation to the world and to you and to me. Jesus the name given, which is above every other name. The Word of God tells us in Philippians chapter 2 that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in heaven, on earth, and under the earth, and that every tongue shall confess to the honor of God the Father that Jesus is Lord. Jesus is God's salvation for the world. He is our Savior. And he's born in Bethlehem. Now, if you have your Bibles, and that's something I'm going to start asking you to, to do, because our new bishop expects that we will have Bibles. Because when he preaches, he says, take out your Bibles. And we all go, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, we had to know something. Father Michael would have put it in the bulletin, you know, right? Uh, so take out your Bibles to John chapter 6. John chapter 6. Beginning at verse 51. And then just mark it there and hold it for a minute. Now, the second thing is Bethlehem. This is Hebrew for the house of bread. It is not a coincidence that Jesus, the salvation of God, was born in Bethlehem. In fact, this was foretold by the prophets. O Bethlehem, 
you are not least among the cities of Judah. For the one who shall rule will be born in you. And Bethlehem, Beth meaning house, Lahem meaning bread. Bethlehem is the house of bread. And Jesus tells us in chapter 6 that he is the living bread which has come down from heaven. Verse 50, 51. Jesus says, I am the living bread. That is the life-giving bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread which I shall give for the life of the world is my flesh. The Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Why? Because Jesus is life. Jesus is the salvation of God. Jesus is eternal life. And so to partake in Christ is to partake in life himself. And Jesus tells us that he is indeed the living bread and that we are to partake of this living bread, which is why we are here today on the Lord's Day. For that living bread is made manifest through the proclamation of the word. And we sure got a lot of that today, right? Through the proclamation of the word and in that holy sacrament of Christ's body and blood. That's true. That's true. I forgot that point. I'll try to get to it later. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread which I shall give for the life of the world is my flesh. And so Jesus, the salvation of God, is born in Bethlehem in the house of bread because Jesus is the living bread that has come down from heaven that we may partake of him and live forever. Forever. It goes on to say that wise men came from the east. I guess there weren't any wise men in the west, so they had to bring them in. They had to import them from the east. That wise men came from the east. They came to Jerusalem saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? Where is he that has been born king of the Jews? Now, they are very important to answering that question, who is Jesus? We know that he is the salvation of God. We know that he is the living bread which has come down from heaven, that we may partake of him and live forever. But what, is, what does it mean that these wise men come from the east to worship Jesus? What does that mean? These are non-Jews. These are Gentiles who come seeking Jesus. Jesus says, when I am lifted up, I shall draw all men to myself. This is the first sign that Jesus has come not only to be King of the Jews, but indeed to be Lord and Savior for all the world and for all time. 
for you and for me. These wise men come, these non-Jews seeking Jesus. This isn't the only time when we see non-Jews, Gentiles, coming, seeking Jesus. There is another time. In John chapter 12, in verse 21, John chapter 12, verse 21, well, starting at verse 20, it says, Now among those who went up to worship at the feast were some Greeks, that is, non-Jews. So these came to Philip, who was from Bethesda in Galilee, and said to him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. And this is just prior to his passion, death, and resurrection. So at the time of his birth, the Gentiles come seeking Jesus. And at the time of his passion, again, the world hungering for the Word made flesh, hungering for the Lord God, come seeking Jesus. They come seeking Jesus. And they say to him, For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. Now this star in the heavens is proclaiming that indeed this child born in Bethlehem, yes, indeed the salvation of God, the living bread which has come down from heaven, not only the King of the Jews, but the Savior and the Lord of the whole world who will be drawn to him. The star is also proclaiming that he is the Lord of heaven and earth. The star bears witness that he is the creator through whom all things were made, as the word of God tells us that the Father created all things through him, and that apart from him, nothing was made that was made. We are told. Again, just as the non-Jews, the Gentiles, seek Jesus at the time of his birth, and then again, just prior to his passion and death, so again, there are two times when a star bears witness to the identity of this child born in Bethlehem. Here, the star that shines, and then again, at the time of his death, when our star, the sun, hid its face. In Matthew 27, 45. In Matthew 27, 45. says, now from the sixth hour there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, that is my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And so at the time of Christ's suffering and death, again a star in the heavens bears witness this time not shining forth, but this time hiding its faith, face, not daring to look upon the sufferings of the Lord who created it. And they come seeking the King of 
the Jews. Now, I know what you're thinking. This is a long sermon, but don't forget, there's pizza and subs downstairs. So that's what you get as a, as a prize for hanging in there with me today, okay? There's pizza and subs. In fact, Christine, don't forget to get the pizza at 1130, okay? Okay, thank you. Pizza and subs, if you hang in there with me. Oh, thank you, Annette. And they come seeking the king of the Jews. Twice in Matthew, we see the term king of the Jews used. Once in Matthew 2.2, which is the gospel for today, when the wise men come seeking the king of the Jews that they may worship him, and then again at the time of his death. In Matthew, it tells us that an inscription was hung above Jesus on the cross, which read, Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. And so we are seeing a connection here between this child born in Bethlehem, the salvation of God, the, the bread of life, the Lord and Savior of the world, the Lord and the creator of heaven and earth, having come into this world to what? To die for you and me that we might live. That is the child in Bethlehem. He is Emmanuel, God with us. He is with us. He has not abandoned us. He has not forsaken us. He has not left us alone. He has not given us over to sin and death, that sin and death may be the final word over us. But rather, God himself has come in the person of Jesus, in that baby born in Bethlehem, the house of bread, that he, dying and rising, may set us free from sin and death forever. You know, we've only done half the symbols, but I'm going to have to stop. This is getting lengthy. Oh, June is saying, no, no. I love you, June. No, more, more. I like that. <laughs> June will stay after while the rest of you are eating pizza and, and, and she can listen. But I do want to point out that even the gifts given by the wise men proclaim something about who this child is. Later we'll, see, we'll sing, We Three Kings. And if you read the words carefully, you'll see that the offering of gold... By the way, when they say, well, why do you use incense in your church? They say, you know, that's the, one of the first gifts that the world gave to honor Jesus was incense. And so we do it to honor him. To honor him. It says in Malachi, and my name shall be great in all the world, and every nation shall come and worship me, and in every place incense shall be offered unto my name. And we see this fulfill, fulfilled in the coming of the wise men. But the offering of incense, frank incense, which is incense that you buy at Frank's, Sorry. Frankincense proclaims what about the child Jesus? That he is divine. That 
far more than a prophet or a king or a priest, far greater than the angels of heaven has come among us. This child is indeed Emmanuel, God with us. The offering of gold, because he is a king. But why myrrh? Again, that connection between the coming of Christ and the death of Christ. Myrrh was an expensive burial oil. Proclaiming that our God, our King, has come in order to die for us. Now you can see why this is one of my favorite sermons to preach every year. There is so much in today's gospel that answers that question, who is this child born to us in Bethlehem? The question I leave you with is this. In what way are we as a church family? In what way are you? In what way am I? An epiphany for the Lord. A sign that indeed He is our King and our God, our Lord and our Savior, and that indeed He makes a difference in our life. That we believe He is the salvation of God, that we believe He is the living bread which has come down from heaven. That we believe that He is Lord and Savior for all the world and for you and for me, and that we believe that He is the one through whom all things were made in heaven and on earth. That we believe that he has come to set us free from sin and death and that he is now God's final word in this world over sin and death. In what way are we an epiphany? In what way does our life bear witness to who that child is born for us in Bethlehem. All right, you did great. You get pizza and subs, as I promised. But as you go out today, try to live that out. Allow those truths proclaimed today to be true for you in your heart, and then allow those truths to overflow from you into the hearts and lives of others. For indeed... No ordinary child was born in a manger in Bethlehem, but Emmanuel, God with us. Glory to God, who has given us salvation in his Son, Jesus Christ. Glory to God forever and ever. Amen.